hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Listen now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 13th. Um, got a lot of news to go over, got a lot of charts to go over. Uh, one thing that I do want to ask is that if you're listening on Spotify, go up top and just rate five stars. Every time I ask for this, I get a bunch of five-star ratings, but it does help. It helps grow the podcast. If you're learning anything, if you continually listen, there's no reason for you to go up there and just hit five stars. On Apple, it's a little harder to find. You have to go into shows, um, find my show, and then rate it. But there's three things that you can really do. Rate me on whatever podcast platform uh, you listen on, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or anything else. The others, I mean, Spotify and Apple make up about 98% of where people listen. Um, that's why I include them in the newsletter. Second thing is go to my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick, and just subscribe to YouTube. I, I still need more YouTube subscribers. So just go over there and subscribe to YouTube. If you're already subscribed to YouTube and you've rated me on Spotify, you are grade C listener. Uh, grade A listeners also sign up for the newsletter uh, at dailystockpick.substack.com or you can go to the link tree and sign up. Uh, and A plus listeners, follow me on Twitter as well. So if you want to join the private Facebook group, I think a lot of great discussion goes on in there from time to time when people ask questions. Twitter, I think I post the the best content. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, I think, and Instagram, I'm on there every now and then. I think messaging me on Instagram is great. Um, my link tree has all of these links, but again, rate me on the whatever podcast platform you listen on. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on or follow on Twitter uh, and sign up for the newsletter. That's how you can be a, a great supporter of the podcast. Um, one great supporter yesterday, Mike. Uh, he wrote me a great letter. He's been a trader for a while. Got TrendSpider when he started listening to me. He said it increased his confidence, uh, which is great because, you know, again, as traders, part of the thing is you have to be confident about the trade that you get in. 90% of you that write to me and say, what do you think of this, are looking for confirmation from me. That's probably not a good in the beginning. It's good in the beginning, not good later. But again, TrendSpider takes your emotions out. And I'll show you a look at the QQQ chart that we're looking at right now, how you can identify um, you know, a, a potential move. And then you have to have confidence. So Mike says he's, he's gained confidence with TrendSpider. High five, Mike. Here's the quote that, that I really liked. I've been trading for a while. Uh, but had no set stat strategy. That's one of my biggest takes away from you and what I'm working on. That's the point of this podcast. <clears throat> I would much rather have you follow, uh, not follow me in my trades, but come up with your own strategy. The reason I try only to uh, put some trades out and, and tell you what I'm doing and not particularly price points and things I don't want people to follow me. I want you to develop your own strategy. We all have different uh, risk tolerances and, and different ways of doing things. Um, you can use my tools as a strategy. That's why I give away my four-hour algorithm on TrendSpider. That's why I do the, the scans and the watch lists and everything. Is so that you can it can help build a strategy for you. Uh, if if you want to build something on your own, that's where I would rather have you go. Um, if you don't have, and I wrote this note, if you don't have a 50%, um, 50, if you don't have 50% of a seven figure portfolio in Apple, uh, 
then you shouldn't follow my strategy. I mean, simple as that. Develop your own strategy. My strategy got me there, but you know, again, not everybody's going to be comfortable with 50% of their portfolio in the Apple with a seven-figure portfolio. That's me. You can't follow people. You have to develop your own. Um, it, it, you know, it, I likened it when I was uh, emailing back and forth with Mike. I likened it to a Major League Baseball pitcher. Some, some pitchers are relievers because they can throw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Some pitchers have a great curveball, so they're starters. Um, some pitchers can only go three or four innings, so they're middle relievers. Again, you have to develop your own. So uh, here on QQQ, uh, and it's on TrendSpider, and TrendSpider obviously is available for you to buy, and I give you my, uh, my setup in the newsletter, and you can get uh, uh, all of the algorithms and watch list and everything if you sign up for TrendSpider through me. Uh, but th- I wrote this a couple of days ago. The Bollinger Bands are cinching up, and, and Bollinger Bands are these um, shaded areas that you see right here. And you can see when they the, the the typical thing with Bollinger Bands that I've learned is when they cinch up, the the direction of the market is likely to change, and so you can see them cinching up right there. Well, now they're they're expanding and they're expanding up. It confirms uh, above the nine day, and it's on the upper end of the Bollinger Bands. The MACD is still going down as of before. It's crossed up. The RSI was ticking up. So you're never going to see, if you see an absolute perfect setup, take it. That's the part of the confidence that Mike was saying. But I don't don't think I've ever had an absolute 100%, oh my God, this is for sure trade. Whether it be long-term, whether it be short-term, whether it be anything. But when those Bollinger bands cinched up, and I wrote this in the newsletter, and the MACD was going down, I said that the, the direction of the market may go down, so I'm careful. But the second we had this on December 7th, confirmation up here, and I said this, I said, I'm selling into this because I need to raise some cash. And so I, I've decided to sell out of some stocks. Um, I'm going to get into more, uh, but I'm, I'm putting all of that in the newsletter. Uh, so let's go over some, some stocks now. Five stocks to watch. Um, this is uh, Pfizer. Adobe and Hertz. Ironically, I got out of Pfizer, I think yesterday or the day before, I forget which one, uh, completely. They are down six, seven, eight percent uh, because they, they put out guidance that was just bad. I mean, just bad. It was horrible. Uh, again, it's a kind of COVID stock. And I said this, I, I've got the COVID hangover. I'm not 100% happy with the COVID hangover, but it's there. It's just a poorly run company. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out was, uh, oil oil is down in the sixties. It got below 70. It's at 68.83 as of the last, I think it just ticked up to 70 in the pre-market. Um, but it's down, down low. Uh, and and that'll, when I go over some of my sales over the past week, you'll, you'll kind of, uh, understand that why I did it, but I'm selling into weakness. This was a crazy situation yesterday. This is Kava group. Uh, their IPO was back in June, and if we look at the the chart in the four hour algorithm, you'll see uh, they got a cross up yesterday um, at thirty eight dollars. I'm not taking it. It's not a, a stock that I'm watching. It's just too new. But yesterday, what happened was that the it was the expiration of the lockup, and what that means is 
people who were insiders who got granted shares prior to it being available could now sell. What happened was the stock was down here at about 32. Um, it went crazy yesterday. And the reason it went crazy was because not too many people were selling. That's the only reason the market saw not too many people are selling. So what happened? Buyers started showing up. It's below its 200-day. They showed up. It went to its 200-day. I think it's going to pull back. No reason to get FOMO on that one at all. Uh, stay out of that one. I, I'm not getting into IPOs. I don't like the IPOs. Um, uh, yesterday on my Twitter, I posted I sold a PXD, and I got out of it. I removed PXD from the core portfolio, and I removed it in Savvy Trader. I removed it in uh, TrendSpider. I removed it in um, in my uh, Seeking Alpha portfolio. Uh, the only reason I did that, and the reason I got out, <clears throat> is because PXD turns into Exxon. I had enough Exxon, um, so I decided, you know, I don't think this one's going to pop back up to 240 because I don't think Exxon is going to go back to 120. So I, I made the determination, I'm just out. And then I made the determination that I was getting out of Exxon. And part of that reason was this. This post from Brian Sullivan yesterday, oil to 60 or below 50 soon. Gas could go to the $2 in some part of the country. You can see it got to 68 yesterday. I'm, I'm kind of tired of Exxon going down. So I sold out of my position. Uh, the majority was long term. Uh, you can see I sold into weakness here. Doesn't mean I can't get back in. I took enormous gains on Exxon. I will re-evaluate uh, this after 30 days, but I'm just sick of oil going down. I misplayed PXD. PXD I should have sold in the 230s. Exxon I should have sold when it crossed this 109, and this was the time when I sold it last year. Um, I absolutely should have sold it. I just played it wrong. Um, I'm going to redeploy the capital that I took, uh, from Exxon and PXD and redeploy it into other things. Um, but right now I still hold Oxy and Devon a and both are, are same thing. They're just weak. Oxy is up 0.34. You're kind of seeing it put in a little bit of a button hook right there. Um, Devon is, let's see, where's Devon? Devon is up 0.14. It's not even putting it in. It just keeps getting you in and getting you out with losses. So I, I'm kind of getting sick of these. Devin is in a retirement portfolio. Oxy is in my uh, brokerage portfolio. So I'm much more likely to sell Oxy uh, to be able to take that loss. Devin, I believe I'm slightly up, if not even on. So it's not like I'm making money on that one. I might be losing money. It's just a little bit of a, a an annoyance to me right now, even though they have a big dividend. Um, yesterday, TrendSpider posted about the VIX. Today, the VIX is at its lowest level since January 2020. That's before COVID. Is it a buying opportunity around the corner? 70% win rate on average return of 14.34% in January over the last decade. Remember, the VIX is the volatility. So what do you want to play with the, with the VIX? You play UVIXI. It is a pro shares. It is a triple levered ETF on the VIX. Uh, if you want to see the VIX, we can go over here to, I'm going to go to Seeking Alpha, and we can just type in the VIX, V-I-X, and I've got to, there we go, and it's at 12. I mean, look at this chart. If we just go year to date, the VIX is at 12. If we go one year, look, it's just continued down. Five year, 
Look at that. I mean, it's just sitting there from 2019. So here is COVID where you had it going crazy to 75. It's just come back to its normal level. Now, if we see some buying and selling and the VIX really goes nuts, you're going to see UVIXI go up, right? UVIXI right now, you lose 88% of your money. Remember, it's a decaying asset, so it's not something to invest in. It's not something to buy and say, oh, in January, it's going to go up. You want to buy on confirmation. You want to trade this one. You don't want to own this. The inverse of this is SVIXI. This is the short. So when the VIX goes down, SVIXI goes up. You can see right now, we're in the middle of a pretty good run on SVIXI. If we just look at this, that's 26, 26% in 42 days. And you still have confirmation. So even though the VIX is down, I don't want you to buy UVIXI yet. I want you to wait until we have confirmation. But it's key that that uh, UVIXI, which is a um, a triple levered ETF pro shares, uh, it's at eight dollars. Do not think that this can't go down to uh, below one dollar. It will go below one dollar, and then just like back here in June, it will reverse split. This was a reverse split one for ten. It will reverse split. They will keep their listing. It will just reverse split, and then you have no chance of ever getting it back. Um, Pfizer, I sold biggest mover today. Pfizer take two coherent and more. Pfizer just gave bad guidance. I sold out. I got lucky. I mean, honest to God, I just got lucky. Um, Google, this is one place where uh, my redeployed capital is going. I, I've, I've said it before. Um, this core portfolio, uh, if you want to just invest in these, I don't think it determines, you know, your time. These are really good stocks. Some of them are better than others. Google is one of those that I think is fantastic. Uh, I've said 130 was your buy point right here. You can see this white line. That's the um, the, the VWAP right there. But I think 130 is still your line. I might just buy it at 134. I, I mean, again, if it's long term, are you going to, you know, when it's at 200, are you going to care uh, that you bought it at 130 or 134? Probably not. And I would buy it for long term. You can see the weekly here. Uh, we still have all time highs way back here at. Let's see. It was about 150. So right about that point right there. Um, and we've still got room to go. So just to get to the all-time highs. That's it. There's not many stocks uh, like this. Like Apple is almost at all-time highs. It's right there. Um, Amazon still has some room to run on the weekly to get back to its all-time highs. Um, this is one that just crossed the 200-day. So even in those uh, great eight, you've got some really good names to get into if you're looking for the long term. Don't think that you're going to sit back and relax and just time this market. You can't. The, the, you'll see when we get to the scans, it's crazy how many uh, stocks are still in a bullish run and get a second leg up. Um, one thing that I want to bring up in the, the core portfolio, Tesla. These headlines are crazy. So Tesla recalls over 2 million vehicles to address autopilot issues. What this tells somebody who doesn't understand about Tesla is that Tesla has to bring these 2 million cars in. No, Tesla will deploy a software update overnight. This only affects full self-driving cars. It's because NHTSA wanted people to pay attention when they're on self the autopilot stuff. That's it. So the, the headlines and the clickbait on Tesla is crazy. 
crazy. I, 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 you know, it will take the stock down with some of this news. One thing that I want to point out is Tesla does not advertise. And when you're seeing a lot of these local news stations put Tesla into their, um, uh, into their, their, their feed with a headline like that, um, I question whether the local car dealerships are saying, you know, hey, we want you to bash Tesla. Uh, we think that Tesla, you know, they're taking away business from us. We can't uh, service electric vehicles. We don't like electric vehicles. I mean, it's, it's clear Ford liked them. Uh, up until you know the, the the local dealers couldn't sell them, and I don't think it's it's because, hundred percent. I don't think it's because of the consumer demand. I think it's because of the consumer education, and I think the the end dealer for Ford is just not educating the customer. Um, they're feeding into their range anxiety. They're feeding into, you know, these batteries need to be replaced, and you you know, the Ford truck is going to last longer. Um, it is what it is. But understand, that is a scare headline. It's not something to be afraid of. Um, Tesla does have a button hook. I would probably not buy it here. You've got a couple of gaps down to about 225 or so. Uh, I, I love the Cybertruck. In fact, part of the reason I'm selling a large portion of my portfolio is so that I can buy cash for, for a Cybertruck. Um, that's what I'm looking at. Um, Matthew, Matthew from Spotify, wants me to look at Kraft Heinz. Uh, is it a good long-term investment? Um, so I, I did a couple of things here. Kraft Heinz, I do hold this in my Weeble account. Um, and, and and let me just, Kraft Heinz, uh, KHC, KHC. Why do I always put KHZ? Uh, Kraft Heinz, I do hold my Weeble account. And part of the reason I hold it in my Weeble account is because I was just betting on this Dow stock that kind of, you know, had a nice little cross up. You got a golden cross here for the short term. I do like this stock. It's got confirmation right now. Uh, but your specific question, is it a good long term hold? So I went in and I looked at um, some stuff on on on, uh, on Seeking Alpha and 5% yielding craft is a top tier recovery stock. And he goes into a lot of uh, a lot of description, a lot of stuff. This article is all about the robust case going forward for the stock. It's part of why I love Seeking Alpha. I mean, you can just you don't have to listen to me. You can just go into Seeking Alpha and find this stuff. Uh, the takeaway is that KHC could be a rebound. The comment section alone was fantastic. So if you go down here, what what I really like about these analysis things is that people who are significantly smarter than I am about these particular stocks. You guys know I'm a tech investor. I take part in a lot of these conversations uh, in the comment section on Seeking Alpha, um, in the comments about tech. I do know about tech. I don't know about Kraft Heinz. But you can see, I, I mean, these guys know what they're talking about. Um, and, and a lot of them are super bullish and, and super um, bearish on Kraft Heinz. If we go over to Kraft Heinz and we go KHC and we just look in Seeking Alpha, you can see Seeking Alpha analysts buy at 3.57. That's not super high. Usually it's four um, for me to kind of, oh my God, they're really, uh, really saying it. Uh, Wall Street buy. Uh, you can go down here and you can look at uh, Seeking Alpha versus Wall Street. Here's what the bulls say. Despite macroeconomic headwinds, KHC is making improvements. Growth initiatives are paying off. Kraft Heinz exhibits robust price, price movement. Kraft Heinz turnaround. Um, current bears. Bears aren't saying anything. So it really doesn't have bears out there. Uh, you can do charts on these things. You can do all of this stuff. Now, what I want to point out to you is my look at the charts. 
And if we look at a weekly, and because you said uh, you were looking at this for a long term, I really want to put this out as a weekly um, because I want to pull this out and show you why I bought it at $31. And again, this is in my Webull account. I just noticed this thing. What I like about Webull is when I find this stuff, I just go in there and buy it and I, I look at it and, and I say, okay, I'm going to buy. And so I bought Kraft Heinz. I think I have one or two shares. It's not a, a huge buy. But again, I only have, what am I up to? $3,300. Let's see. Let's do a Webull check right now. I put $1,000 in there. If you go to my link tree, you can see there's a sign up for Webull. Uh, I put $1,000 in there. I'm at $33.56 right now. And Kraft Heinz, I have, yep, two shares. <clears throat> so it's two shares. And I bought it about 31 And the reason I bought it at 31 is this, this, out, this shaded area right here, between $30 and $45. I will include this in the newsletter for you. I will include all the links for you in the newsletter if you want to see it. I don't like it long-term uh, until it gets to a long-term trend. Until then, it seems to provide a solid trading range in this weekly chart. And you can see this goes all the way back to the pandemic, 2020. These guys are, it's a commodity. This is just, for me, I buy store brand. Um, It's not my kind of stock. I buy store brand typically. It's got a 5% dividend. So even if you wanted to wait for it to get back to its all-time highs, it's got a 5% dividend. Um... It's not, it's not enough. The, the 5% dividend is not enough to push me to long-term. I like that trading range. Uh, if it breaks 45, I'm out. If it gets back to 70, great. But I'm not ki- kicking myself because I got out at 45 when I got in at 31. It's got to prove itself. And right now, I just I, I think that that rebound is solid. I think it's good. Uh, I think buying it at 36, you're, you're buying it closer to this, this middle ground. And I don't like to buy at the middle ground. If I identify a trading range, I like to buy in that bottom bottom uh, downtrend. So um, JDB uh, from Spotify, uh, could you check Verizon out? Let's look at Verizon. Verizon, here's my problem with Verizon. I love Visible. Uh, Visible is my phone company, um, and they are owned by Verizon. The problem is Visible. If you want to sign up for Visible, you can go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R uh, dot E-E slash daily stock pick and down here is visible uh, and you get $20 off your first months of service they only have two plans it's $25 and it's $35 the $35 is if you absolutely can't stand being uh, throttled from time to time maybe one or two times a year pay $35 if you you don't mind being throttled every now and then it's $25 and it's not crazy times uh, I can usually find Wi-Fi when I'm doing that the Verizon, I, I t- said down here, this was a solid, solid st- uh, stock buy at $31. It's got a big dividend. We'll look at that. But right now, the algorithm has you out with a 19% gain. There's no reason to get out. That MACD is falling. The RSI is down at 34. It could get down. You got this gap down here between 31 and 32. It, it, it's been a solid gain over, what, the past month? But... I wouldn't get back into this. If we look at some of the fundamentals, the problem is cell phone service and, and, and just communication services, it's expensive. They got to constantly update the system. You got a 7% dividend on this. 7% dividend, that's crazy. They're not going to be able to hold that up and continue to invest in the business. You've got an upgrade in October. 
uh, average starting price, they went from 37 to 38. You're trading at 37. 52-week high is 42. That's way back here uh, at the beginning of the year. I don't think that you're going to see a huge rebound in this. If we go to Verizon and we go to a weekly, um, you can trade this one because you know you, you want to trade on the rebound. But look at that. This goes from 2020 all the way down here. They're just spending money. And, and it's a race to the bottom. Understand, uh, cell phone plans are just getting cheaper. So, Kevin Hayes, I'm eyeing three stocks to add to my portfolio. Long-term, curious what you think. D-O-C-N, Melly, uh, C-E-L-H. So, let's look at Doc-N. Uh, what is Doc-N? DigitalOcean Holdings. I know nothing about it. I think you're fine. I think if you trade it at 26, you're great. I don't know that I'd do uh, long-term on this one. Doc-N. Um, I don't know anything about it. DigitalOcean's holding. They're losing money. <clears throat> uh, it's up 28% year-to-date. Average target price is 31. You're trading at 32. Um, and, and those are recent price targets. Um, Morgan Stanley, underweight. <laughs> they went from 127 to 103. That seems kind of crazy to me. But I don't, you know, I, I don't know about that one. Melly. This is this is a great company. This is part of the um, the, the 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 consumer. It's the Amazon of Latin America. Um, they're making money. Their PE is extremely high. Just understand, their PE is extremely high. You're trading at all time highs. Um, it's up ninety percent year to date. Uh, the average target price is seventeen sixty. You're trading at sixteen forty four. You're at your all time highs again. Melly is just one. If you want to get into Melly, have at it. Uh, I'd rather be in Amazon personally. I, I think Amazon's, um, let's see, um, Melly, PE is 83, forward PE is 43. Let's see what Amazon is. Uh, yeah, PE is 77, forward PE is 41. Amazon's just cheaper. Uh, cheaper in, in a significantly um, better place in that uh, Amazon has AI with the cloud services and they have Prime. I, I think they're just in a better place than Melly. Um, but I would take Amazon over Melly. Now, Celsius, C-E-L-H. This is a drink company, I believe. Um, this has been a, a solid mover. Uh, you can see over the past kind of year, uh, it's gone from a low of about 27 all the way up to 49. Right now, you're seeing weakness, and you're seeing the death cross right there. Uh, my guess is that's valuation. Let's see over here. Yeah, your PE is 101. Your forward PE is 52 for a drink company. Uh, your average target price is 70. You're trading at 50 right now. Um, you're kind of midway. You're 27% below your 52-week high. Uh, let's see if anybody's buying it. No, everybody's selling it. Everybody's selling it at 50, and they're selling it at 52. So, I, I you know, again, if you want to get into this, and I think he said he had a Celsius in hand. Yeah, he had a Celsius in his hand right now. So, I, it's not my kind of stock, not my kind of thing. It's expensive. All of those are fairly expensive stocks. Um, they're not something that I would necessarily get into in that I don't know the future of them. I think Celsius in particular might be a little bit of a risk because people um, people's tastes change. So I don't know if Celsius has that. Uh, Melly and, and Doc N, you can do what you want. Melly, I, I think I'd take the the thing. Uh, bullish bites on Instagram on uh, Instagram wants me to look at Intel. Uh, we went over this Intel. Intel had a cross up at forty four dollars thirty six. They have their uh, their um, their AI event tomorrow, 
So I, I, I expect more bullishness on that. You can see the MACD's down there. I don't think this is a bad one. If we go in and look at the long term, you can see you're just back at the 200-day. The 200-day is going to provide you some resistance. That's it. You can see right here, if I even pull up on this, um, you can see it's bumping right up against that 200-day. Now, the 50-day is moving positive, so I would expect it You know, in the short term. I don't know if you're going to go back under 40, but I would expect it to absolutely put in some some solid resistance there. Um, so, but that that's Intel. Now, uh, the scans, there's too many scans to go over. We have Coke. Uh, Coke is finally uh, pointing upwards. I think it's going to get, I told you it was going to get back to 60. It's at 59.36. Hopefully you bought it under 60 because 59.37, it's going to get to 60. We have another cross up. This is going to go for another run. Pan W. Uh, this is Palo Alto Networks. This one, another cross-up, should include another run. This one is a solid, solid gain. Uh, oh, I can't pull it down. The other, there we go. You're seeing it up 0.41% uh, today. So Pan W is one. Uh, VOO. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested in the fact that VOO has another cross-up, we're going for another run. This is clear and present. Uh, just understand, this is 100%. You're in a bull rally, and it's continuing up. Um, you know, the Santa Claus rally, you're setting it up for tomorrow where they don't raise rates, and then we get another road up. SMCI. I bought more of this last week, SMCI. I think I bought it 264 or so. 265. It's just kind of floundering, and the MACD's crossing up and crossing down and crossing up. Um, remember my algorithm is a little bit touchy when it kind of trades in this range. So I, I bought a 265. I'm hoping that this is a long-term uh, strategy. I think it's going to play out. Roblox. Roblox is up 3% today at 43. I said it before anything under 40 on Roblox is a solid buy long-term. Watch the charts right now. The algo has it at 54%. This was from a couple of days ago. So you're still going up. Uh, Netflix. Netflix has a cross up again. Uh, this <laughs> they just posted uh, their most watched shows. Four sixty three. Uh, is it crazy to buy at four sixty three? No, it's expensive. Yes, this is the best of the best streamers. You can see back here. This was a seven hundred dollar stock. If we go over to Netflix and we look at the the valuation, it's got a forty six uh, PE, twenty nine forward PE. They are still getting additional revenue from their crackdown. So that double top right there is about 481. I would expect that to be resistance. You're about 4% from that. I am going to buy more of this. I, I solidly, solidly believe in this. Um, Etsy got a cross up. Uh, SPXL, FAS, UPRO, uh, Berkshire, BRK.B. Uh, now, I don't know if it pulled back here because of Charlie's death, but you've got an opportunity to buy back in. Long term, this, this is not one that you trade. Uh, my algorithm makes you 13%, but buying and holding makes you 22%. This is just one that you buy. What you use my algorithm for is an entry point in there. And you can see 361 right now. Uh, I think that that's going to provide some resistance right there. That's all-time highs. I think that's exactly where you're going. And once you break out above that, hey, you're off to the races to all-time highs there. XLF, XLG, one that I really like is XLG. This is the top 50 of the S&P, uh, XLG, um, there we go. Uh, I like this one, you were in at 33, you're at 37 right now. 
This is a solid one that you just want to add when it add, when you get into these positions. It got another cross up. The, the RSI is a little high. Uh, I don't think that that's a horrible, horrible position to be in. If we just look at a weekly of this one, you're getting all-time highs. Yes, it's scary to buy, but you buy 10% of the position that you want right now. And then you dollar cost your average way in over the next you know two, three weeks, whatever. Figure out a plan. XLF though, XLV, uh, AIQ, Visa, Intel, IBM, uh, Honeywell, JP Morgan, ISRG. This one is a, a an AI play. I, intuitive Surgical, uh, ISRG. Uh, this one, everybody that I see in growth portfolio says that this one's a solid one. I don't own it. I don't know anything about it. It is expensive, um, but it's got another cross up on here. And Intuitive Circle, you can see the PE 75, the, the forward PE is 50. They're making money though. They're up 21% year to date. So it's not a crazy one that's up there. It's 52 week high is 358. You're trading at 332. Uh, 322 and and the target price is 326 uh, but that's all from like april november 318 was hsbc uh let's see is there any insider stuff going on mostly sells um at 173 at 300 uh 290 so um but yeah intuitive surgicals one night watch there's a bunch of low-cost etfs uh including vig rsp voo vym spy uh, has a cross up, but th with that amount of cross ups, it is clear as day that we are taking off. This could be the Santa Claus rally. If the pause comes in tomorrow and if uh, Powell even mentions potential rate cuts, look at those Bollinger Bands. They coiled up and then they expanded and they're expanding on the way up. So it is what it is. Again, go over to the uh, link tree, sign up for any other services that I have. Uh, Trendspider right there. Get it as a Christmas present. Get Seeking Alpha as a Christmas present. Put it on your Christmas list. I'm telling you, the two tools that I have that I'm really using to rebalance my portfolio and make uh, and beat SPY in the S&P uh, next year. Is Trend Spider and Seeking Alpha. Weeble, that's my sports betting app. I replaced my sports betting with actually just going on the Weeble app and uh, buying stocks. It's turned out really well. Uh, use that link. I have gone from $1,000 to 3354 So uh, solid, solid year for me. Uh, the newsletter is right here. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, I have no idea why uh, you're not. Uh, honestly, it's a free newsletter for the week. If you want to pay, you get the weekend newsletter. If you have TrendSpider, um, part of my paid is my TrendSpider setup, which is right there. It's one of the most popular ones. Uh, it's got all of the, the screenshots that I use um, with all of the indicators, uh, all of the moving averages and details and why. I mean, that's the key is why. I, I say don't follow me um, into trades. But if you want to learn about how I trade, the paid newsletter is is what you should subscribe to because I do I do a lot more personal stuff about, oh my God, I sold this one. I'll go into all of my details this weekend about all of the stocks I sold and why I sold them <clears throat> on the paid newsletter. Um, if you're buying a Tesla, I mean, don't worry about that recall thing. It's crazy. Those of us that have Tesla, not a problem. Um, AT&T fiber at your home. If you want, if you're looking for internet service at your home, use that link. You get a billing credit. I get a billing credit. It's kind of nice. Uh, Empower is the, the one mint is going away. I think in March, uh, they're trading, uh, going over to their other into, uh, intuitives, uh, other app. 
So I'm using Empower. I'm starting to transition now. Uh, again, it's that time of year. So if you've been listening to me all year and you've beaten the S&P or you've made money, just gift me. I mean, you know, again, be kind. I do all this stuff for free. Um, I don't make a very good living at this. I live off my trades. I live off my uh, my portfolio, off of my money. Uh, I do have a supplemental job that, again, you wouldn't be able to live on uh, through MLS, through a contact contract job. Um, at some point in time, I may put out my income so that you guys can see. Uh, yeah, the, the tips help. Let's just say that. Um, so tip me. If you want to email me, my email's right here. The tip, I prefer Venmo or Cash App because PayPal, for some reason, charges me money. Uh, Spotify's up here. Everything's up here. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have fun. Take care. Bye. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily. Don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer no room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears.